like to read verses 1 to 5. <coughs> Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Imagine that, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And I want you to notice particularly verse 3, 4, and 5, because that's, this is what I'm going to be sharing on. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Uh, another translation, maybe, I'm not sure what they have in the, in the one that's in the, <coughs> the Bibles in the seat, but... Uh, when it says, and patience, I believe it mentions endurance or perseverance. What is the word that's used? Can anyone tell me? Perseverance. Endurance. Okay, endurance. I would like to tell you a little story. And this is a story that I read when I was a child, and it, it always stuck with me. And it's about a young boy, and I forget the name of his his name in the story, but I'm going to call him Jimmy. And uh, he was about 12 years old. <clears throat> and in the middle of winter, he had walked into town to mail a letter for his mother. They didn't live very far from town, and he had taken his faithful dog, Buddy, along with him. So after delivering the letter, he began to walk home. And about a quarter mile from town, there was a big, uh, we called them sloughs, but it was like a very small lake. This slough was a very big, big area, and uh, it was going to make his path shorter to get home. And so he went across this small lake that lay between his home and the town. However, as he's crossing the lake, he broke through the ice and fell into the water. Try as he might, he could not get out of that hole. And so his dog had begun to bark and to become quite frantic seeing his young master in the hole in the ice in the water. And so Jimmy said to his dog, Go get help! As if the dog would understand that. But anyway, the dog realized there was a dire situation and he ran back this short distance into the town where the townspeople were, were gathered and he was barking ferociously, fiercely, making a great commotion and some of the townspeople they clued into something being wrong. And so they followed the dog back to this small lake where the boy was still almost unconscious but clinging onto the 
edge of the ice. And he was saying to himself, one minute longer, one minute longer, hold on one minute longer. And needless to say, they did rescue the boy, and the dog was rewarded for saving his young master's life. But it was this, this thought that this boy did not want to let go. He knew to let go would mean that he would perish in the waters. So he's holding on one minute longer. This is a picture of endurance. And this is what I want to share with you this morning, is some thoughts on endurance or perseverance. Endurance means the power of going on in spite of difficulties. The ability to hang on when it would be easier to let go. So it's, uh, I have a few words that are kind of synonyms or to bring more meaning to this word of endurance and perseverance. It's to keep on keeping on, to hang in there, a stick-to-itiveness, don't quit, determination, tenacity. And then I like this one, plodding. Have you ever felt like you were plodding? Stamina, backbone. And Jimmy would say it was holding on for dear life. Paul expressed in these verses its importance in character development. And i just like to read the, a couple of those verses as it, as it read in the Living Bible. It says, We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to be patient. And patience develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time we use it until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. Another verse found in Hebrews 10 and 36, it says, You have need of patience or perseverance so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. So it's, it's stick-to-itiveness. It's all of these things. Don't quit. Hang in there. And how do we develop perseverance or endurance? And I've got four little points. Anita always has three points. Today I have four points. <laughs> First of all, to accept the things that we cannot that cannot be changed. And I think of the life of Joseph. Truly he had a heart of perseverance and endurance. Things did not go well for the young lad Joseph, who uh, did not realized that he maybe shouldn't be telling his brothers and his dad all these dreams that he was having that, that Joseph didn't understand, and they certainly didn't understand, and uh, were very critical of him for that. But how it led to 
very unfavorable circumstances for Joseph that he needed to endure. He needed to hang on to the Lord, his God, through all of those unfavorable circumstances. There were some, and some events and circumstances are inevitable. And sometimes, as we all know, life is not fair. But it helps us to remember that God is in charge of our lives. And this was something that helped Joseph through his, through his times of struggle to know that God was with him. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more, a little later. But often we are dealt tragic events in our lives. We are dealt irritating people in our lives. And, uh, but this happens for the development of our character. Did you know that uh, uh, there is a, uh, uh, I was going to say uh, an object, it's not really an object, but I'm thinking of the oyster, an oyster. What would you call an oyster? It's not a fish, it's a, it's a sea animal, sea. Crustacean. Crustacean? Ah, something like that. But we all know what an oyster is. And... Uh, in fact, I was at a supper not too long ago, and they had raw oysters. And I thought, well, that is novel. But anyway, uh, uh, an oyster, when it gets a little grain of sand in its, in, on the inside, it immediately begins to put pearl around that grain of sand. There's a secretion that comes from the oyster itself that surrounds that grain of sand to protect its body from that sand. And wouldn't you know it, that is how we get pearls. Because they find these oysters that have had this one or two, and maybe there's more than one in each one, but it's this irritant that has uh, got inside this oyster shell and it begins to surround this grain of sand, this irritant, with pearl to protect itself from that irritant. And do you know that this is how God wants to work in our lives? Can you imagine when something comes into our life as an irritant and we are able to surround that with pearl, cause that to develop a precious pearl within us. Can you imagine that God can allow that to happen in our lives, that we can grow pearls in our character, actually, because of what has come our way, events, uh, and I even mentioned, you know, sometimes irritating people, they can develop character, good character, within us. It sometimes takes a little time. And, and uh, these little grains of sand, they don't develop into a pearl overnight, but it takes a process of time. And over in James chapter 1, and there's a couple of verses there, and it says, when all kinds of trials 
crowd into your lives, my brothers. Don't resent them as intruders, but realize they have come to test your endurance. So, we have the opportunity to develop pearls within us. Point number two. Make necessary adjustments. Adjust to the obstacles. Sometimes we have to make adjustments to fit the realities of life. A young naval captain was commanding his first battleship. As it pierced through the ocean one night, a light was spotted in a darkened distance coming directly toward the ship. The commander radioed, Alter your course 10 degrees. The reply came shortly, No, you alter your course 10 degrees. The undaunted captain angrily sent a message, Alter your course, I am a destroyer. The reply came quickly, Alter your course. I am a lighthouse. <laughs> there was adjustments that needed to be made. Solomon said in Proverbs 22 and verse 3, A prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. There are some circumstances that are unavoidable. There are disappointments that are certain, and there are losses that will occur. But a person of perseverance acknowledges these things and makes adjustments. And uh, I was asking Corey this morning, we had this little conversation, I said, what would be good examples that we can think of where people have had to make adjustments in their lives, and I can't imagine many days going by in my own life when I don't have to make adjustment of some kind. But anyway, I was thinking, uh, what about the refugees? People that have grown up in a land that they love, and through no fault of their own, they realize that they are in danger where they are, and they must make an adjustment if they are going to uh, survive in some cases or uh, move out of that area. You know, there's tremendous adjustments, perseverance, working through living in refugee camps and not giving up hope. You know, there is, there is, uh, I just, you know, as I began to think about this particular area, you know, I thought, you know, what, I, I have no idea what some people, how they persevere, what they endure in their lives. There's times that there's a change of employment. Perhaps you've been working at a certain job for years, felt that this was going to be where you would eventually retire from. And believe it or not, 
suddenly your job is gone. And there is an adjustment that needs to be made. And it's, it's uh, for us to say, well, I can do this. You know, I'm, I'm going to make an adjustment, and it will be a change. Changes need to be made. Sometimes, and usually, we hope that it's for the better. But uh, anyway, it's, it's how perseverance and endurance affects us. And the adjustments, the changes that have to be made to work through that. When obstacles of life are stacked before us, we can adjust by going around or climbing over, doing something to adjust. And, you know, when we think of these adjustments that we sometimes have to make, whether it's to do with health, whether it has to do with a job, whether it has to do with just plain uh, circumstances that come along and they say, you know, there there needs to be a change. Uh, can we enjoy the scenery on our detour? Can we learn to adjust? And here is a thought about adjustment. Don't think of adjustment as failure. Think of it as an education. What does God have in store for us around the next corner? Or as we go on this detour that we think, you know, I didn't want to do this. I had no intention of doing this. But I'm doing this. What, what does God have in store? And sometimes uh, we are amazed at what God brings about when we have had to make those adjustments. Number three. Persevering with patience. The only way for us to learn patience is by facing this world, taking life as it comes, and holding steady. When I thought of that word about holding steady, I thought of uh, growing up on the farm, and you know we had a team of horses, and and. Uh, uh, as you would go out to do work with these horses, if if there were things that happened that could bring um, that was kind of upsetting to the horse, wanting they would want to shy away, you would be there with the reins, saying, you know, steady, steady, hold steady, and it was to for them to calm down and to be to continue on with their work with patience, you know, not to get all excited and, and uh, jumping around and getting caught up in the traces and all the things that can happen, but you're, you're wanting them, you're telling them, hold steady, hold steady. And there have been times in my own life when I have just felt that God is saying to me, hold steady. You know, there's, there's, uh, because of situations that come along, you're, you're, you get anxious and you get, uh, like these horses that get skittish. And you, you just kind of want to, you know, you're not sure just what to do. And those words come, hold steady, 
whole study, and that's like a a common. Uh, they're common. They help you to settle down and to look carefully around, to to go forward carefully. Hold steady. So it's a it's a quieting. It's a patience that uh, God wants to develop in our lives. You know that God's waiting room. Some people, uh, you know, we uh, wait in. Uh, we can say that we're waiting up at the up at the hospital for an appointment or at the clinic or uh, waiting any time that we're waiting for an appointment for anything. After a while, you know, still the same day. <laughs> you get a little bit impatient. Boy, I've been here eight hours. How much longer? Um, but you know, God's waiting room. Have you ever thought about God's waiting room? Um, is the most difficult aspect of the Christian experience. Sitting in God's waiting room. In James chapter 5 and verse 7 and 8, James was talking to uh, some so the believers and he gives us an example of, of waiting for the return of the Lord. And this was way back, you know, 2,000 years ago. Um, he gives us an example of the farmer who waits for his crop to grow. He waits for the the spring rain and the and the the summer rains, the former and the latter rain. And he said, you know, we we wait for the patient, we wait for the the return of the Lord, but we wait like the farmer who he he works away in that course of time that he's waiting. And there's lots of things to do while we're waiting for the return of the Lord. But he said, we wait with patience. We know that someday it will happen. It will come. And for the farmer, someday harvest time will come. And everything will be ready. My fourth point is to remember, while we are looking for, or while we are enduring, while we are persevering, remember that God is with us. Remember that God is with us. Sometimes God is like a teacher instructing us. Sometimes he's like a fellow worker challenging us on to excellence. But sometimes God is like a spectator, like those that stand along the, the racetrack and they encourage us to keep on Keeping on. But remember, God is always with us. So as we run towards a life of character, good character, godly character, we sometimes get, you know, just like a, a person that's running a marathon. They get to a point where they feel, I can't take another step. But it's as they continue to press on through that, that a slight 
they get a second wind. And you can go on some more. And there's a verse that's found in Isaiah 40. And I want to read these verses. Isaiah 40, 28. And uh, Isaiah is, is uh, saying that sometimes this happens in our lives. That we get weary. And just like that boy hanging on the ice, we want to give up. We want to let go. We want to quit. But he says here in verse uh, 29, He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. To faint speaks to me of quitting, of, of giving up, of can't do this anymore. You know, yesterday I was at a, we had a special service in the, in the center. And it was to honor those that have passed away in the last year in this community. And uh, one of the ladies that I was speaking to afterwards, and she lost her husband, I believe in, when was it? It was just a couple, just sometime this summer. And uh, she said, you know, there's times that because everything is different now. Everything is different. But she said, I can't give up. I've got to go on. I've got to live life, the life that I have. And I thought, you know, that is, uh, that is so, it's tough. It's tough. And even in these verses here, it says sometimes you know, you're weary. The youth shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. But then he goes on and he says, They that uh, wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount it with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. So there is, although we may feel like, I don't know how I can go on. I don't know how I can deal with this anymore. God, remember, God is with you. God is with you. And he will come and wrap his arms around you. And he'll say, don't quit. Keep on going. And I was reading a little story about a, a musician, a Polish pianist, I believe. Paderski? Anyway, he was a master pianist. And this lady had taken her, he was having a concert. This lady had taken her, her young son to the concert in hopes that 
the musical desire that this young man was was beginning to develop would be greatly encouraged when he saw this master musician performing. And so they got to the concert and came and sat down and she saw someone nearby that she knew and she went to visit with them just before the concert was going to start. And uh, while she is away visiting with this neighbor of hers, this young lad left his seat and he got to, uh, went in behind the platform and he found a door that said, no admittance, he opens the door and goes in. And uh, anyway, the concert is going to start and the mother comes back to her seat to discover that her son is not there. And just then the curtains open and he is up on the platform sitting at this Steinway grand piano playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> She's quite horrified. But just at that moment, this pianist comes out and he said to the young lad, don't quit, keep on playing. And he put his arms around this young boy, started to play with the left hand, little bit, then he started to play with the right hand some more, and between the two of them, they were making tremendous music. The crowd was mesmerized at what was happening, what they saw. And you know, this, this master pianist, he, he, to me, he represents, you know, what God does for us. When, when this little boy was probably, you know, quite shocked at what was happening, he said, don't quit, keep on. Don't quit, keep on. And they made beautiful music together. So God takes our, our weakness. He takes the simple things that we do. And when he uh, wraps his arms around us, he enlarges what we are doing. And we can keep on. We don't need to quit. We don't need to give up. But we can keep on. Because God is there making something beautiful out of your life. Isn't that wonderful? God makes things beautiful. God makes things beautiful. So we don't know how many steps it might take to reach the prize. But with endurance and perseverance, we will reach the end and embrace the prize. So fight another round, rise another time, and don't let go. So at this time we are going to uh, come to the Lord's table and uh, I believe that Kim has contacted different ones to come and help serve today so if you would like to come and